0: Hello and welcome to the Healing for the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and I'm an intuitive life coach and spiritual healer. On this podcast, my mission is to create a safe space for ambitious women, healers, mentors, and generational curse breakers to grow a deeper connection with the superconscious, develop spiritual gifts, and overcome self-sabotage by transmuting blocks into blessings so we can step into our heaven on earth within. I was guided by Spirit to create this podcast so that myself and others can have a space to grow in connection with God, source, creator, or the Superconscious, without having to feel like they're putting themselves into a box or a label that can come when seeking community and ending up with an organized religion that just isn't fully resonating with them. I have been a spiritual mentor for the past four years, and I've always had a vision of having a healing resort or a church or a place where people could come and heal, learn, receive mentorship and develop their spiritual gifts. I've had a really eye-opening experience recently that I wanted to come and share here today to kick off our first episode. I had an intuitive nudge to go check out a church near me that had been recommended to me when I first started my practice. At the time, I sort of scoffed at the thought and didn't give it a second thought. But a few weeks ago, the church came to my mind, and I felt a really strong call to go check it out. So I went there with no expectations and an open mind. At first, I really enjoyed it, and I agreed with like 90% of the service, and I thought because they kept preaching how they welcomed everyone and they're open to correction and learning new things... And that they believe that the word of God is still happening. The Bible is continuing and that anybody with a message from God for the church, they want to hear it. So I thought that they would be open to learning a little bit more about my story, my experiences and my understandings that were similar, but also very different from theirs. I quickly realized that that was not the case and decided not to go back. They think that they're an everyone is welcomed type of church, but the truth of the matter is, is they are everyone who will think the way that we will think is welcome type of church. And I want to share some of the lessons that I learned from this experience with you. So the first thing that I learned is that there is power in community, belief, and surrendering responsibility over to God or the superconscious. And this is one of those lessons that I had already learned at an understanding level, but this time I learned it on an experiential level. Meaning that there is a difference in understanding something to be true and experiencing it to be true. The second lesson I learned is that all organized religions are so close, but so far away from the spiritual truths and following spiritual laws. The way I see it and have now experienced it is that the core messages and ideas of all religions are like spot on. But when you move into their rules, structures, and conditions, that that is when God checks out of the service or the teachings. And this is because the super conscious is an unconditional being who lives in the seventh dimensional energy where only non-judgment, absolute passion and creation can live. The issue with the rules and conditions that this or that the organized religions put in place, even when they have good intentions, cause the flow to be obstructed, the flow of law of attraction, manifesting and the connection to the divine rules and conditions make it almost impossible to be in a place of non judgment towards ourselves and others because it begins to create these boxes of shoulds and shouldn'ts right and wrong and good and bad. And I think it's important for me to preface here that I do not consider myself to be any type of religion, but I love, appreciate, and use bits of teachings from Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, Taoism, and likely from more religions that I'm not even aware of. So when I was at this church, um, so this was a Christian-based church. It was non-dominational, okay? So I went because I felt a nudge to go, and... I based on the website and based on everything on the surface, like I said, they seem like they're very welcoming, but it wasn't until I spent a little extra time there that I started to realize that that's not exactly the case, that if you are willing to teach what they teach and to think the way that they think, then you are welcome. No matter what your race is, no matter what your background is, um, no matter what you've been through, right? You are welcomed. If no matter of what those things, your surface level things, but on a deeper level, if you don't have the same beliefs, then you're not welcome. And they're not willing to listen to you or hear you out or or even communicate with you. Um, And I really did not feel welcome there. Um, Even though, like I said, I believe that I am like 90% in alignment with them. And it's just like 10%. And it's really just when it comes to the structures and the flows, because I remember the first service I was listening to the uh, pastor and he was so incredible. He was channeling God. He was doing really incredible Reiki healing and it was just incredible to watch. And the community and everybody just focusing on the same thing. And for a moment, for a few moments in that service, I felt it. I felt God in the room. I felt the healing happening. And I absolutely was just bawling my eyes out. I was loving it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. I was like, this is so great. This is amazing. And I just loved it that I had not experienced something like that in person. And it's so funny. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to when I first started right now my my practice, I always wanted to go to like a Joe Dispenza um resort and or whatever, like uh the, you know, the, he does these like three day things. I even Googled it. I even was like, how do I get to this? And I guess the universe just wasn't uh it wasn't time for me to go do one of those things. But I now experiencing this, I would absolutely love to go check one of those out if uh the universe opens up an opportunity for me to do that. And I know that if I'm meant to go there, that I will, right? Because that's exactly what happened with this. I was meant to go to this church. And so the opportunity, um, opened up now, now this is a side note. Um, one of the biggest things that I think creator sent me here is because when I first started, you know, going, even going deeper and going to a next level, like I felt called to go into a next level of my relationship with creator or the super conscious. And one of the first things that super conscious told me I needed to do, right? Because if super conscious lives on the seventh dimensional plane where non judgment, absolute passion and creation lives, that means I need to be in alignment with those things. So the things that I was judging the most, right. And I'll be honest, Christianity was one of the things that I judged the most. Now it's because I was raised Christian. Okay. I was raised Christian. I was what the preacher at this church called church hurt. Okay. And because I like that, I think that that was cute. Uh, <laughs> so I was church hurt. I was traumatized. I had a lot of spiritual and religious oppression because of my Christian background um, in the Southern Bible Belt. Okay. So I probably, out of all the religions, I loved all the religions except for Christianity. Right? Like I was totally judging Christianity. So I think that the opportunity to go to this church. Had to come up so that I could really release my judgment of Christianity and really see what God wanted me to see. And I really feel like I got that truth by going to this church. OK, so like I said, the preacher, I, I went to two services. Those, That's it. <laughs> After the second service, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Um, so I went to two services, but the first service and even the second service, there were so many good things. I love the preacher. I could see him channeling. It was when it was it, it. It's so funny. I could tell when God left the room. OK, I could tell when God left the room because what was going on is he's channeling and then he starts going into teaching and he starts talking about other religions And I immediately feel his judgment towards other religions saying that they're wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. They're messing everything up. The only way is Jesus. It's Jesus is the only way. And I work with a lot of deities. I work with Buddha. I work with Jesus. I work with many more and I'm not even going to get into all the deities that I work with, but they all lead me to God. So when he was saying that the only way to God is Jesus, I was like, I could tell immediately, I was like, no, I was like, all of the deities that I work with, all of my spiritual guides lead me to God. Like the, the the God it's God, like everybody, if, if God is everything, right. And this is what I believe. Right. So I believe that God is in everything, meaning that Buddha is God. Jesus is God and any other deity and guide, and me and this notebook and like everything, all things are tools and all things are, if we are made in God's image, that means we are manifestations and extensions of God. Right. So anyways, so when he started to kind of, in my opinion, judging those other religions, I felt God lead the church. And I was like, uh, I'm, I started getting really uncomfortable. And it was so funny. Cause I was, I remember like looking around. And I'm like, am I the only one in here that's uncomfortable with this? Like, and I think, and I don't know, I have no idea. It was a massive church. I'm talking massive. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if I'm the only one uncomfortable with this, but I am uncomfortable with it. But I kind of was like, you know, father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> and help me just remain calm and not get angry or keep my peace, you know? So I was just like, all right, all right, I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening. And they kept going and it was really good. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back next week Um, because they were really, because like I said, it was a massive church. So there were so many opportunities for teaching. And I was like, I could teach here. I was like, this is awesome. Like maybe they will be open for me to come in and teach because, (laughs) and when I look back, it's so funny um, because I'm like thinking about the fact that I wanted to teach there and their whole thing is they think Jesus is coming back, right? They think Jesus is coming back. And my whole thing is, is Jesus is right here right now. And he has always been here right now and leading so many people. I believe so many people he is leading right now, Jesus, to be the change. Like, I see Jesus completely different than I think Christians see Jesus or maybe any other religion. I I just see Jesus so differently. I believe. And, um, I mean, I'm not the only one though. I know a lot. I am connected to a lot of spiritual mentors who feel this way. And I hope to be able to articulate some of those things and to be able to translate and, uh, interpret some of those teachings from Jesus that I resonate with so much over the course of these episodes. Um, but anyways, so the preacher, he's doing all these great things. But then, like I said, he goes and he takes a hard left. He's like flipping the car. The car catches on fire. Now there's judgment everywhere. I remember the second preacher. He was incredible. I loved him. And he was talking about correction. And he was talking about how his work is not religious. And he was so open. I could feel his openness. And then he immediately, like I said, took a hard left. The car flips over. Everything explodes. And he starts talking basically about right and wrongs and how he doesn't want to be quiet about this anymore. And the underlying thing was totally all about, you know, transgenders, gays. It has to be a man. It has to be a woman. You're born this way. It's there's no and whether I agree or disagree with that, it was judgment, right? It doesn't matter what you agree or disagree with or or what your opinions are, right? They're an opinion. And the minute you start preaching your opinion on something like that, that doesn't matter. That is not a word of God, in my opinion. And in my opinion, that is only judgment. Again, it's not about agreeing or disagreeing with him. It's not about what I, what my opinions are on the LGBT community. Um, And it's, it's not about his opinions either. And I felt God leave the room again. Because there was so much judgment and God cannot operate on a level of judgment. God cannot operate on these levels or he will not, he will, he's not available for them. And so it was these months that I just kept feeling God leave the room. And very quickly, like I said, I I was under the impression, I was like, I need to talk to somebody. I was like, I'm not a Christian. I'm not going to claim to be a Christian. I'm not going to claim that Jesus is my Lord and savior. I'm really sorry. That's not what I'm here for. I am more of a coexist type of gal and I'm here to share some things and, you know, some of these things I'm going to share with you guys too. And, and that's really the main reason I actually wanted to turn this live. I do a live right every week. I do an educational live every week and I wanted to turn it into this podcast So that I could essentially start my discipleship, right? That's what they called it at that church is discipleship. And they called it leading a discipleship or leading a life group. And so I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. And so I really think that God sent me there because he wanted me to know that I could do it right now from within my business. And that I didn't have to be at this church to do that. Um, so essentially I was like, I want to come and teach you guys these things. And they were totally not open to it. And that is hilarious to me right now, like in hindsight. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm so glad that everything happened the way that it did because I'm here now. Um, and so one of the things that is that I wanted to teach with them is that my understanding of the super conscious is that heaven and hell, something that the superconscious or God has given to me, is that heaven and hell are not places. They are states of being. There are no right or wrong or sins or purities, but instead dualities that work together for good. And they are necessary for growth and enlightenment to occur. Without bad days, we would never understand how to appreciate our good days. Without moments of ignorance, we would never experience wisdom. And without our self-hate and self-doubt, we would never experience self-love, self-acceptance and the power of trusting our intuition. What I have been shown is that our abundance, freedom and salvation doesn't come from anything other than surrendering to the superconscious as being the only source of our abundance. In other words, God is the source of our abundance. Whatever you want to call that superconscious, creator, source, it doesn't matter, that shall not be named, right? It, that that part doesn't matter, right? Again, when we start thinking it does, we are moving out of a place of non-judgment and we're moving into a place of judgment, shoulds, shouldn'ts, right, wrongs, we're obstructing the flow again, okay? So hope you guys are hearing me and I hope this is all making sense so far and I hope you guys are loving it as much as I loved it when I heard it and understood it. And like I said, I'm coming back to deeper, Right. We have to go from understanding it, hearing it from an understanding, and hearing it from an experiential place, from experiencing it. And so I'm just super excited to, to be talking a little bit more about this. Um, so when we allow ourselves to surrender to being a divine being, that is an extension of the superconscious, or in other words, a beautiful child of the universe who has worked hard enough already. And finally, allow themselves to receive the experience of heaven on earth within. All of our needs become met, and all of our righteous desires are fulfilled. Okay. This means that if we stop assuming that we know what is best for ourselves and start allowing ourselves to become a vessel for the superconscious, of all the beautiful visions of our dreams of our perfect world, can finally begin to unfold. And I know that this is easier said than done, but let me give you some examples of what I mean. So the story I want to share with you guys today is coming from Florence Scovel shins book titled The Game of Life and How to Play It. So there is a woman who has her heart set on a very specific house and puts all of her willpower and energy into manifesting this house to be hers. One day, the man occupying this house ends up passing away. And shortly after, she is granted with the opportunity to move into the house herself. Not long after moving in, her husband passes away and the house becomes a burden on her to live in alone when it was meant to be for her family dream home. Florence teaches about the karmic law and that might answer some of some of the questions you might be having around. Why did this happen or how could God let that happen? So if you do have any questions, please leave them in the comments or email me and I'll be happy to go further on this in future episodes as well. However, the main point I want to make for now is that she had rules and conditions. She was manifesting what she wanted and left no room for co-creation with the divine. She said this house and this house only. And so the universe had to make way for this to happen. It was not what was best for her. It was not what was best for others. And therefore, she got caught in an unfortunate flow of karmic debt, resulting in her misfortune. If she had surrendered her attachment to the specific house and manifested as a co-creator with the divine, she would have prayed this house or something better and allowed the universe to make way for the divine selection of her home under grace and in perfect ways. Meaning her righteous desire would have been fulfilled in a way that worked in the highest good of everyone. And she would have not had to experience karmic debt. So, when i say surrendering to this idea that we don't always know what's best for ourselves what that means is we are allowing ourselves to surrender to be a vessel for god or creator or whatever you want to call it right and i i, I say that because i used to be so offended like i said i had a lot of judgment around the christian <laughs> the christian community and i didn't even realize i had so much judgment but I was so triggered by certain words. So that's why I say this gently, right? I say it gently because I know what it's like to be hurt and to have trauma around this and to be in a place where we're not exactly in alignment with with anything of that nature. So whatever you want to call it, whatever feels good for you, just know that God, creator, source, super conscious, loves, loves it when you're connected to them. And it's from a place of non-judgment and you're in a place of passion and creation. Okay. So when we surrender to this idea that we do not know what is best for us and we allow ourselves to become a vessel for the superconscious. Okay, our needs and righteous desires will be met. So what this kind of means in you know layman's turn, God's will be thy will. Okay, so if we really, truly allow God's will to be thy will, what that means is everything that is the divine selection. So the divine selection of our romantic partner, the divine selection of our home, the divine selection of our career, the divine selection for our health, everything, the perfect square of life, everything that is meant for us will be ours. And it's more than likely. And I know it's scary because we think that we have to be, when we're manifesting, we're taught that we have to be so detailed. We have to be so specific. We have to know exactly what we want. And so it can be really scary to surrender this idea that we know what's best for ourselves, because here's the truth. We don't know. We don't know what's best for ourselves. And if we surrender to this, right, and it's really hard as an adult. I know for me, especially somebody who is a leader, right? I'm a leader in almost all scenarios of my life. And up until this point, I've been a leader who feels trapped as a leader, right? Like I have to take responsibility or things are not going to go right. I have to take responsibility. I have to leave this situation or it's going to fall or someone's going to die or someone's going to get hurt, right? I have to be in charge, right? And it's out of like this fear of loss, right? This fear that everything's going to go wrong. I'm going to lose everything. Somebody's going to be hurt, My daughter's not going to be safe. My husband's not going to be safe. I'm not going to be safe, right? It's this fear. And when the truth is, I have no idea what the person in the next car above is going through. I have no idea what the person in this building beside me is going through. And literally, if I give it to God, I don't have to worry about any of it. And so I hope that this is making sense. I know that this is complex. And I also know that, You have to hear this from the ears, from the right ears, okay? So anyways, I hope that this is making sense so far, but we don't always know what's best for us. And so when we can really truly get to that seventh level of energy, the seventh level of energy, and I talk about the seven levels of energy in my masterclass, quantum shifts from blocks to blessings, okay? So I talk about those seven levels, okay? Okay. And when we get to that seventh level and we are on the alignment, when we are in alignment with the super conscious on set on the seventh dimension, we're in a place of non-judgment. We're in a place of co-creation. Okay. And we can only get there by being in a place where we are surrendering to be a vessel because if we are trying to control the situation, we are putting rules and conditions on it and we are obstructing the flow. So, I know that we're getting into some juicy territory right now, but I do think I am coming to a good place to wrap up today's class. And like I said, I really hope, or today's episode, whatever you want to call it. I really hope that you guys are enjoying it so far. And I hope you guys are looking forward to future episodes because I really want to use this place to allow us to really explore these things even deeper. And, and I hope you guys are excited as I am, because I feel like I want to give you guys more. I want to give you guys more. I want to tell you guys more. Um, But that's why I'm creating this podcast, right? Because this is just episode one. We're just diving in. I just wanted to give you guys the lay of the land, help you guys see my vision, help you guys understand my soul, understand my heart, and hopefully hear me. And I hope you guys have been able to follow me so far. So in summary, the mission for this podcast is to illuminate the spiritual truths and spiritual laws that have been revealed to me, and I believe they're not talked about, explored, or understood enough by the collective yet, and I want to do my part by sharing my experiences, perspectives, and intuitive downloads with whoever spirit guides to listen. I would love to hear your feedback and questions in the comments on my Facebook or YouTube videos or via email so that I can take your curiosities into account when preparing for new episodes as well. If at any point in time you feel called to learn more about me or how to work with me, you can visit my website at soulhealerinstitute.com and you will find my latest training on my masterclass from shifting on quantum shifting from blocks to blessings, along with ways to book a free 15 minute session with me that will give you a taste of what working with me looks like. I hope you got a lot of value and enjoyed today's episode and are as excited as I am to see what the road takes us on our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed today's talk, please be sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite platform and share the episodes with someone you think would benefit from experiencing it. The intention will be to have a live episode air on Facebook and YouTube every Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and later uploaded onto all major podcast streaming platforms. So thank you guys so much for joining me today and hearing my heart. I am looking forward to being here next week and for the episodes to come.